0: This is the Chiefs' official podcast network. Take advantage of the day. Okay. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play. the playmakers all on three: one, two, three, one. Touchdown, Kansas City! The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby! Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Defend'em. Mitch Holters with you, voice of the Chiefs, along with the man we call The Shop, The Barber Shop, 10-year NFL veteran, former Kansas City Chief, Sean Barber and let the craziness begin with the 2020 virtual NFL Draft. But before we get going, I had to show you, man, I'm wearing my coat that we wore in Mexico. And the reason is because our draft coverage, same folks that also sponsored that game in Mexico against the Chargers, the folks at Kansas City Southern Railroad. You've had a chance to be around amazing, 3,500 miles of rail line. What they do to help the entire Chiefs kingdom in every way, shape, and form – agriculture, engineering, manufacturing. They're the main conduit basically from North to South America. And a big shout out to our sponsors, Kansas City Southern.
1: Yeah. And as a Kansas City Chiefs ambassador, I just want to add a personal thank you to everyone. Um, the week leading up into that game, we were able to go and actually take a tour of the Kansas City Southern um, Railroad Company here in Kansas City. And we learned so much history about the, the Organization. Um, We'd just like to thank you. They let us walk through that shop and and see unique um, different people and all the the different things that were going on in that organization. And to just uh, pay homage and respect to a a, a proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chiefs Ambassador, Uh, we would like to say thank you, thank you. We can't thank you enough um, about all the support over the years.
0: Well, they're awesome and appreciate their sponsorship. Now, like a Kansas City Southern train. Rolling down the track, this draft is getting ready to start the virtual uh, 2020 NFL draft and our continued prayers. I know from me and my family and yours and your family to all the folks to stay safe uh, and just stay online here with this protocol and and we'll get through this. But this draft now looks to be crazy. The first quarter of our podcast is going to deal with looking at our division opponents. One through 19 is where we're going to break this first quarter off. Because the Raiders uh, have two picks in that first 19. This is paying off for the Khalil Mack trade with the Bears. The Chargers set at number six and the Broncos set at number 15. We have talked now. People can go back and look at our past podcasts and archive about the different positions and the strength. Let's talk about it now. One through 19 and the division opponents in specific and how they approach it.
1: Well, one of the things we got to look and see how each team is going to try to defend the championship chiefs. Right. And that starts with how are you going to defend Mahomes. So each team has made some additions. Right. We see the Raiders added Littleton. They added Collins, Eli Apple, Jeff Heath um, calling the scene. They've added some defensive weapons to try to get to the quarterback to stop our passing game. Um, And and with them having, uh, like you say, in multiple picks in the first 19, where are they going to add? You would have to think that if they have an opportunity, they would add a cornerback. And then, even if you stop Mahomes and keep us to 30 or so points, you have to continue to score points. So adding a defensive back and maybe a wide receiver at at 12 and 19, um, that puts them in position to get a top corner and also one of those um, top four wide receivers that
0: everybody is covering. Yeah, with the corners, Okuda is going to be the first one off the board. Henderson will be the second. But Henderson could drop to them uh, based on what happens in front. We're going to get to the craziness that I think will start at pick number three. But let's pick up on your point that you said, which is – I'm going to tweet this out, I think, after we get it done here – is the fact that when we get to play this year, it'll be my 27th year as the voice of the Chiefs. I spent 24 of those chasing, with yes. the Chiefs chasing, meaning go back in the day when Elway was a quarterback and not a GM, chasing the Broncos. Drafting to fit a team that could beat the Broncos when you played for the Chiefs. It was chasing Peyton Manning or chasing Tom Brady Now all of a sudden the world is chasing us and I don't say that in an arrogant way It's just this different mentality because you just mentioned these teams going into this draft are going how are we going to compete against Patrick Mahomes and all of that speed and so it dictates the way they think. Where they might have, they might be having a different strategy if they're in another division and not with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, when you're in the AFC West, you know you're going to face them twice. One
1: of the most potent offensive weapons, with one of the most creative offensive minds, and then now that we've added a defensive scheme that um, you know can bring pressure from any area that has a uh, a stack load of. Uh, Swiss Army Knights all over the field. You got corners that can play linebackers, safeties that play corner, corners to play uh, safety. Uh, everybody can play in any position. It, it, it puts so much pressure on a team to not just think about what's best for their organization, but what are they going to do when they come to Kansas City? What are they going to do when Kansas City comes to their house? How are they going to stop Pat Mahomes in our offense? And then how are they going to score points against our uh, amazing pressure we put on them uh, as far as defensively? And so it forces you to go out there even if you're a front seven, your your offensive line isn't where you want it to be, if you see one of these prime position skill players, a difference maker that can stretch the field, that can score points, or they can lock down a potential uh, wide receiver threat that we have because we have so many of them with Cheetah, Watkins, Robinson, Kelsey, even our running backs are receiver threats. If you can get a defender that can lock down half the field, like some are saying one of these top corners can, it. it You have to go grab them. It puts a lot of pressure on you to kind of go away from your big board. And now you're drafting not based off of team needs,
0: but the need to stop the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's my point. And that's the life that I lived for most of my time as the voice of the Chiefs. Because sometimes you can make a mistake doing that by chasing instead of just staying. That's what Andy Reid did when he came here. Instead of chasing Peyton Manning at the end of his career, He was putting in place the team that has now become uh, the number one ranked team in the National Football League. Okay, one final thing before we go to the second quarter of this Defending the Kingdom podcast. Let the craziness begin of the 2020 NFL draft. And that is the wild card that starts at number three. Uh, You know, everybody thinks Burrow is going to go to Cincinnati at one. Chase Young goes probably at two uh, to the Washington Redskins. But it's Detroit. It's the Detroit City Lions that maybe start the craziness at three because we're seeing all this chatter uh, intelligence-wise back and forth. People want to trade down, but I think this thing gets wild starting with the third pick.
1: It definitely does. And now I think a hot take last night was that the Redskins are actually fielding calls about Chase Young at number two. The 49ers are thinking about moving out of the first run altogether with their two first picks. They want to move out to get a uh, impact player so with all like you said the water coming, in, it, it puts the kansas city chiefs organization in a great position to sit back and kind of watch these teams take each other out, out over paying too much for a certain guy not getting enough back for a certain draft pick um, allowing guys that are very talented possibly to slide into the late 30s um, with that ability to sit back not having any glaring hole having 20 of 22 starters return to your roster where you can go play right now we could go play a game today and and and, and be favored against everybody in the league based off of the return starters we have it puts you in a, in a prime position to always be ready to add value to your picks add value to your overall drafts and like you said when that number if, if, without a trade when that number three pick hit if the Lions decide to go away from Akuda, and maybe pick a backup quarterback because they see that um, Stafford, with his back injuries, might not be the quarterback of the future. So they're forced to think about their future and not go with a a, a prime position. That'll even start more uh, a more craziness um, with that with that third pick. So you, you never know what's going to happen. But no matter what happens, we're still sitting. Uh, We say in the rooster's chair, we're sitting uh, 20, 20 feet up looking down at everybody and just waiting for things to fall into our laps.
0: I like that chair, by the way. I like the feeling of sitting in that chair. All right. (laughs) second quarter now deals with getting close to the flame. The first quarter, get used to it. Study them because your future division opponents are going to be in those first 19 picks. Picks 20 to 31 now starts to dictate What happens for Brett Veach? And does he strategize uh, either in a position to move down or move up? We'll get to that in the third quarter. But the second quarter involves now Jacksonville has two picks. I'm sorry, they're at 20 in this. Minnesota has two picks in this realm of 21, uh, 20 to 31. They've got the 22nd pick and the 25th pick. Here's Miami again. Who knows what happens above it? But to me, it is who values the one guy or two guys that other teams may not value as much. Jordan Love, to me, is Exhibit A here, the quarterback from Utah State. I've heard everything that he's the next Mahomes to people wouldn't touch him. And the kid's an interesting study, good talent here, uh, or a guy like even a a chin of, of Southern Illinois, Jeremy Chin. Or you look at who drops maybe from the corners or the linebacker position, something Patrick McQueen or Murray of Oklahoma could drop in here. 20 to 31 now starts the heart starts to pump faster if you're the Chiefs' kingdom because it's getting closer to the flame. Well, when you see
1: five or six guys that have fallen out of the top team and they're available at the 20th pick, now you have to start to use your algorithms, your arithmetic. All right, of these five guys, are the teams that are drafting in those 11 spots, do they have a need for this guy? Are they in a position to, 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 um, be a and ignore that they, no, they have no starting cornerback. They definitely need a linebacker. They have no edge rusher. They're missing an offensive tackle. Whatever that individual's team's need is, can they ignore that need in a, in a first round pick to get this valuable piece? I don't think so. And I think that's how you, you know, you start off at pick 20 with five or six guys that are valued in the top 15 and they continue to drop. And we, every year we see somebody sitting in that green room at pick 30, at pick 31, that posted to have been a top 15 guy. And we say, how in the world can somebody that talented fall so many picks? Teams have needs and teams have to fill those needs to win now. Fortunately for the Chiefs, we're coming off a of Super Bowl. We're trying to run it back. We're trying to go back to back. We have no glaring needs so we can be one of the teams that are fortunate enough uh just let things fall into our lap and i think that's exactly how things going to unfold uh tomorrow
0: and let me in this realm now in the second quarter here picks 20 Mm -hmm. through 31 let me give you some examples justin jefferson the wide receiver of lsu seems to kind of fall in here perhaps uh brandon Ayuk, a kid at arizona state just had the core surgery but uh looks to play for herm edwards there a kid that can Great guy that fights for the football. T. Higgins, numbers to boundary. Uh, Chenault, the kid from Colorado, also had core surgery in February, but another guy that's highly highly regarded. And then possibly some of these offensive linemen, a name that comes up is uh, Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. Some have him way high, some have him slotted right in here. But those are the kind of guys that I think of that could slide up or down. But if they move into that position now, and let's say they push some linebackers back, that's to the advantage of the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, we know Queen is probably the the, the cream of the crop when you talk about a linebacker um, coming out this year. But uh, Kavon Chason, um, uh Kenneth Murray, um, we got linebackers out of Wisconsin, we got linebackers out of App State, we got linebackers, um, a, a bunch of guys that are, are, are Mississippi State. Um, they, they have some off the field issues, but their talent level is, is is off the off the charts. And so when you can start. Um, I'm, I'm looking at these guys and realizing um, they have top twenty talent on the field. They have they can bring in, uh, oh Zach Bond. Um, 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 we, we've seen certain characteristics characteristics of you guys being able to be an impact day one on our roster, whereas some other teams they might just be a situational play. Um, and when you take a team that's already a great team and you start adding great um situational players that's when it starts to get really scary um and I know people have mocked draft um swift to the Chiefs they've mocked draft like I said the linebacker from Wisconsin to the Chiefs but you know when we talk about old linemen the the number one center interior offensive lineman Cesar Ruiz I mean he's a guy that you think about our offensive line how, how, how they've got it done so far this year with missed quarters and people having to sw- switch different positions, having swing players all across the board, you get a guy like him who can play center or guard, back up all three of those positions. And that's like one player taking a uh, place of two. And if we can use those two players at other positions, get more depth. Um, it, it's a, it's a, it's a domino effect of how, how good this team can really be going into 2020.
0: Our with the Kingdom podcast. Uh, it's, Get ready. Let the craziness begin uh, of the 2020 NFL draft halftime right now. You know, NFL games, 12-minute uh, halftime, we get one second. That's how we do it here on Def- Defending the Kingdom. There, you got it. But it also gives us a chance. I'm, I'm pumping out the uh, the Mexico code to get from the Mexico City game in November because that game, as well as our draft coverage, is brought to you by uh, – pre-draft coverage brought to you by Kansas City Southern Railroad. They're amazing – Kansas City-based company that it's, it's really taking all of the goods and services that we can provide here in the Kansas City area and being a conduit to uh, our uh, neighbors to the south and the country of Mexico and the major ports there to really then affect the world and the rest of South America. But for Kansas City Southern, the cross-border railroad in it for the long haul. Safe, sustainable, efficient, essential. Go Chiefs. All right. If the first part of this podcast is talking about, hey, get used to them because the division opponents are going to get some good players. Second would be it's close to the flame. The third quarter is the light is on. Let's say everything stays put, Chiefs stay put at 32, and now the light is on Brad Veach and his staff. And to me, first overall global view of this pick, because of the depth of this draft, and we might have mentioned this last week on the podcast, even at 32, You're going to get a guy that in other drafts might be considered to be as high as a mid-round guy, 15 to 20. That's how much I think people think of this 2020 draft.
1: It's a deep draft. And also what's another factor that's going to push those uh, positions of need for us, the positions we want of value, is that everybody is going to be chasing for what they see as the next Patrick Mahomes. You can't be a GM seeing what we've done over the last two years with this guy and let a Jordan Love let a Hubert uh, from Oregon. You can't, you can't let those guys just, just sit there and not feel tempted. If you don't have a guy who's a quality, elite level, a uh, you know, top five or six quarterback in the league, you can't sit by and let a guy who potentially could be that uh, fall and, and go by you in the draft. Even some teams we feel like are comfortable. We talk about the Raiders with Derek Carr. They're comfortable at the quarterback position, But you know they would like one of these budding stars, the next Deshaun Watson, the next Lamar Jackson, the next Patrick Mahomes. And if they have any feeling from their scouting part, Mike Mayock, if he feels like one of these uh, top four guys has that kind of talent, it it would be definitely worth it to package some picks together and get into the top five to make that happen. And so when you see motions like that happening, um, it just – it forces teams to do things that they are not naturally ready to do. But it, what it does is it makes a run on the quarterback position. Then you see a run on the wide receiver position. Then we always know there's a run on offensive tackles. Well, after three positions have its runs and you're sitting there at 30, 32, well, there's great value left at the defensive back position. There's great value left at the linebacker position. And even though this draft is thin at edge rusher, because of what happened with these other positions, you might get a top three edge rusher available at 32.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to tell you, Guy, when you talk about the quarterback analysis and you, and you brought up Herbert, he'll go early, I think. We didn't even mention Tua vailoa who now has become kind of a lightning rod, too. Some think he was going to be the overall pick in the draft until he got hurt against Mississippi State. But then all of his other injury uh, situations have come up and bubbled to the surface and some have him slipping into the mid-first round. But to me, in this 32-pick range, now where the light is on here, the third uh, quarter of our podcast, is the Chiefs picking at 32. You, to me, just hurts, the quarterback from Oklahoma, who some think is the next Lamar Jackson. If that's the case, now all of a sudden you have value. And even though the Chiefs may not take Jalen Hurts, now they've got an opportunity to move down and get extra picks. Keep in mind, the Chiefs have only five picks in this draft, rounds one through five, Nothing in the sixth or seventh, no extra picks in the second, third, fourth. Um, but now let's say a Jalen Hurts is there, and some team values him as being the next Lamar Jackson. Here come your trade partners, perhaps. We mentioned Detroit. You talked about Matt Stafford and his back issues earlier That with the third slot. They're also sitting there strategically, I think at 35 here, where it'd be easy for the Chiefs to switch spots with them, get an extra pick, and still get the guy you wanted. And we'll get to the DBs here in a second. But let's say a Jalen Hurts is there. Now all of a sudden that pick at 32, you gain some equity in this spot because of what other teams would value.
1: Yeah, and we look at what the Denver Broncos didn't do a few drafts ago when they picked uh, Locke. They waited until the second round. They got Locke still, but what they lost out was that fifth-year option. By not trading up and getting him with one of those last picks in the first round, they're going to be in a situation contract-wise in a few seasons where well, they're going to have to make a long-term um, um, contribution. They're going to make a, a long-term decision with him a year early. They're not going to have the luxury of keeping around for a fifth year with that fifth-year option. And that's why you see so many teams that are riding that 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 fence about a quarterback. They jump up into that 30 31st, 30, thirty-first thirty-second pick, grab themselves. That's what the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson, if you remember Ozzie when it, you know late in that draft when Lamar was dropping, he was sliding. The Ravens draft, uh, traded back up to get into one of the last picks of the first round just so they had that additional fifth year option with the quarterback position. So if a quarterback is still available, one of these first round picks um, and even a second round pick, you, you don't be surprised if teams start calling the Chiefs uh, phone line trying to work out a trade deal to have us move back, gain a couple more picks so they can go out and jump up and get that quarterback.
0: Yeah, some teams here. When you look at it, uh, they could be of interest. Detroit is in this discussion. Yes. Miami's in there again. they got a zillion picks plus three plus three first-round picks. Uh, but they'd be right in there possibly willing to trade up, depending what they do in the first round. Uh, then you look at Carolina potentially as being a draft part, even Chicago. You move down to 42. You don't want to move down too far, I don't think. Uh, but – you could still move down and get extra picks. Now, let's say the Chiefs stay put. This has been our thesis. You and me are in agreement on this and have been for a month that you're going to, to me, if if you're saying, Mitch, what would you want out of this draft with the 32 pick if you stay there? To me, I would like a day one starter. If that is a, and I'm, I'm going to define starter here as a Kendall Fuller replacement. If a player could immediately be in your nickel package or dime package week one against whomever the Chiefs are going to play. And there's a whole list of corners in here. Ig Magnani uh, from Auburn, maybe not a first-round talent, but somewhere he's going to enter this discussion. Trayvon Diggs could fall. Stefan Diggs' brother out of Alabama. Uh, looking at Jeff Gladney at a TCU. He's been in this slot in a lot of mock drafts. Uh, Arnett, the kid from Ohio State. Uh, Jalen Johnson from Utah. But all of a sudden now, you get a nickel corner, dime corner, that right away you factor in in week one is helping you win games and on special teams. Yeah, the cornerback position is one that you feel like um,
1: is a strong position this year, but it's being shadowed. It's being, it's kind of like the little brother of the wide receiver. The wide receivers are being talked about, and because they're going to go fast and furious, there's going to be some second round wide receivers that get pushed up into the first round because the first couple ones go so fast and nobody wants to miss out. So you're going to get some wide receivers that probably should have been second-round talents that end up going into the back end of the first round. Well, well, all that's going to do is push, you know, DBs, cornerbacks and safeties that are really top-level cornerbacks. um, They're going to be pushed down in in potential, striking potential for the Chiefs. You named a a handful of them, but I I even think the fourth and maybe even the third corner off the board will still be available by the 32nd pick.
0: I'm with you. That's why that's exciting. And, and depending on what happens, go back and listen to the first and second quarter, could push that player that you just described to the Chiefs. Quickly, the end of the third quarter, we'll be looking at linebacker here at that 32 pick. Uh, you mentioned Zach Bond of Wisconsin. He could still be sitting there. Uh, Marine Queen could be gone. Uh, and by the way, he'll be long gone by this point, but we got to mention him because he's a Latham North kid and you know him. Isaiah Simmons will probably be a top 10 pick in this draft what a phenomenal talent coming out of the Chiefs' kingdom and at Olathe North High School, played at Clemson.
1: Yeah, local guy, man. We get, we give him all the love. We, he actually gets a, gets his hair cut. You can't tell now because I got an afro due to the COVID stuff. But he gets his hair cut with us at, at uh, Purple Label Barbershop by Dewan Bonds. He's a he's a guy who does Kelsey's hair. He does my homes. He does all the guys. Uh, so the Simmons family has been uh, – his dad used to work actually in Nebraska Furniture Mark. Uh, when I got to Kansas City, he was the guy that sold us our our furniture to moving in town. So – um, been connected with this young kid for for the last twenty years and seen him develop from a little little runt track star fast as all get out to now a football frame two hundred forty pounds six foot foot four dominating the field super range super athletic uh, athletic it's off the chart he I mean do I see him having a smooth transition into the NFL not really because there is no true position for a guy uh, with that kind of skill set they. they defensive defensively you don't ever dream of having somebody that skilled in so many different things so nobody ever uh designs the defense to take advantage of his skill set but will he end up going to a team thirsty for a defensive star like the giants like the carolina panthers it would i i can't see him ever getting past the panthers if he's available um at the panthers pick they grab him up they've lost luke keekley a defensive star on their, on their roster. And the, the first thing you can do is to replace one star with a rising star. And this young man is a rising star.
0: Yep, um, and power to him. Now we go to the fourth quarter. So the first quarter is get used to him. Our division's picking in that first 19 picks. Uh, we're going to see some of our future opponents, 20 to 31, close to the flame. Quarter number three, 32nd pick, the light is on, and now quarter four is the rest of the draft. This could get real exciting if the Chiefs, let's say, trade out of 32 and into the early uh, second round with a Carolina or a Detroit. Man, it makes that second day really exciting because now all of a sudden the Chiefs are poised uh, with two early round picks. Think again, I gave an example before, but when the Chiefs got Chris Jones, they dropped from 28 to 37 early in the second round and got Chris Jones and extra picks. But there's a bunch of guys here while we're on the linebacker page. A guy that's coming up the board, I wish I could ask Mahomes about him, uh, is Jordan Brooks of Texas Tech. Now, you don't think of Texas Tech defenders very often. Uh, They're always out there in some crazy game, 70 to 65, and they're just chasing guys around. But this Brooks kid has shot up the boards, um, and he kind of feels like an early second or third round pick to me, and a guy who could be a guy that ends up starting pretty soon in this Chiefs defensive scheme.
1: Yeah, and that's what I said. One of the the tools you have when you have such a young team is we have guys that are starters on our team that have played college football with guys that are coming out this year. Uh, You talk about Juan Thornhill. He's, you know, he he played with Hall, the cornerback coming out of uh, Virginia. You talked about the linebacker from Texas Tech. Mahomes knows this guy. So when you have a team as young as we do, we can, you know – we don't. We we can we can use the film. We can use our evaluations, but we can also use our current players. Tap them on the shoulder. What was this guy like in the locker room? Um, and even though it was only his sophomore, maybe his freshman year, you can find out some of the what makes him work, what motivates him. Is he a dog? Is he an alpha? Does he love the weight room? And that those things probably most they don't change in a four year span over college. And if you can get a little bit of insight on a guy, uh, a hidden jewel at a linebacker position. Um, think about, you know, what we did last year, I mean, last few years with, uh, with Hawkeye, you know, uh, Ben Neiman from Iowa, um, having a, 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 a Hawkeye in the room already, uh, with Hitchens, I Asked Hitchens about him a little bit. And, uh, Hitchens was able to kind of give you the, Hey man, you know, uh, you know, we're coached a certain way at Iowa and, and watch this guy on film. He's doing a awesome job and he's just, he's shot up the board. He's making plays. He has such great football instinct. And we can find other hidden jewels like that at positions and add some great depth, uh, quality special teams guys. Hey, just a heart for win. Do you love to play football? If the answer is yes, let's bring them here let's see.
0: Yeah, the third round for the Chiefs historically has really been the gold money round uh, for the most part. You think of Travis Kelsey, you think of Will Shields. I mean, uh, the third round, I think Bobby Bell was a third rounder even back in the 1963 draft, became a Pro Football Hall of Famer, if I'm not mistaken. But the point is, we get so much emphasis on the first round. All the mock drafts, first round, first round. All we hear about for months of the first round. But goodness, Sean, you you played with some great dudes that were picked in the third, the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth. Just look at this, Chiefs. Tyreek Hill was a fifth-round pick. I mean, you've got to pay attention to this draft because of its depth all the way through Saturday, in my opinion. And then to your point... Uh, And this is where uh, our COVID-19 situation of being in the protocol that we're in, not having pro days, not getting to go on campus. I can't go to Richmond and work you out to find out more about you or having you come here so I can find out more about you. Those, uh, the more intel you can get, hey, I know this guy. I know a guy at Richmond who's going to give me the scoop. He goes, yep, Barbara's good. You can sign him as a college free agent. Because... The other fascinating part about any draft, but to me is more fascinating this year is the mad scramble after the bell stops. And now all of a sudden, the guys that were not drafted and you're basically college recruiting them. And we have um, priest Holmes uh, was in that uh, discussion. Dudes that weren't even drafted. Um, I think Harrison, the linebacker for Pittsburgh, wasn't even a drafted uh, player that becomes a pro football Hall of Fame caliber player. I mean, you're looking at guys uh, down through the years. So you've got to pay attention to that as well. And that starts Saturday night.
1: It does. And one of the key assets to that ability is to be able to call a team and call an agent early. Before the draft is even over, you can start to um, use your charts and use your formulas. Hey, we got a handful of guys that are going to be, you know, it's the beginning of the seventh round. But we should start calling these guys because if they don't get drafted, we want to be on high priority. And what better call is it if you're an undrafted free agent to get a call from the Super Bowl champion team to say they want you to be one of their priority free agents, and you have a you get to play with a young uh, 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 Madden All Star, the guy that's got the rocket arm. You get to play with the Honey Badger. You get to hunt with the Honey Badger. You get to play with the Shark, Frank Clark. The, the 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 persona of being a part of Chiefs' kingdom and being a part of playing under Andy Reid and Coach Spagnolos and Eric Bieniemy, right? All these young, exciting personalities that are just springing, coming, you know, that's coming out of everywhere. Um, that phone call has to be one where once that offer is made, you don't even need another offer. You're, you're, you're almost hoping that you don't get drafted in the seventh round if the Chiefs call you and say they want you as an un- uh, undrafted free agent. That 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 decision is so crucial to building that that roster, that back end of the roster, turning over those special teams players. And I think we have such a great advantage at that point. And even now, because we have no uh, seventh round pick, right? Without a seventh round pick, we can start making this these projections so much earlier than other teams that are still wheeling and dealing to finish off their draft. So we not only get a head start because we don't have a seventh round pick, but just being who we are. The champion, the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, that phone call, I think, uh, weighs, weighs heavy on these free agents.
0: All right, let's close things up here. Let the craziness begin. And again, a big shout out to the folks who have uh, sponsored our draft coverage all throughout the week. Uh, got the coat on from our Mexico trip and our victory over the Chargers. They sponsored that trip as well. And that's the folks at Kansas City Southern. Kansas City's hometown railroad delivering essential goods to support communities throughout the United States and Mexico. We also got to meet some of their uh, key folks in Mexico on their executive and management team. They were phenomenal people. So thanks to Kansas City Southern Railroad. The other thing, Shop, we need to tell everybody about is to follow us starting uh, with the uh, our draft pre-show uh, on Thursday night. The draft starts at seven o'clock central. We're on at six uh, and follow us. Our Chiefs YouTube channels so a good place to follow us, social platforms. But we got this now for you. And then right before the Chiefs pick, uh, we're staying within the guidelines the NFL gives us, but right before the Chiefs pick, we will jump on in kind of that 20 to 31 range we told you about. We will have you ready to go there. Uh, And then, of course, when the Chiefs pick, we'll analyze it uh, with post-draft coverage. We're going to have special guests on. We got Melissa Etheridge scheduled. We got McCole Hardman on the first night. Of course, you'll hear from uh, Brett Veach and Coach Reed. Um, shoot, we got Stone Street on. We got everybody. But it's going to be a fun Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, and you and I will be a part of it. But make sure people are clued in, especially the Chiefs' YouTube channel. And we'll let you know what's going on.
1: Well, I'm going to look into my crystal ball really quick. And I see the, the, the Chargers taking the quarterback with the pick six pick. I see the, the Raiders at 12 taking a defensive back, one of the top DBs. I see the, the Broncos finding a wide receiver uh, to, to pair it with Cortland Sutton. And then I see the Raiders again at 19 coming back for another wide receiver. That's what I think the AFC West is going to do uh, early with that first round picks. But it's going to be so much, man. I'm, I'm just ready to see the fireworks. And like you said... Chiefs Kingdom, make sure you follow us. Make sure you find uh, uh, Mitch Holtis on social media. We'll be we'll be all over the place, but we're going to be bringing you such great content all weekend long during this draft, this virtual draft weekend. It should be
0: exciting for everybody who's a part of the kingdom. And what I'm seeing, Super Bowl 55, Tampa, Gronkowski, intended receiver, pick six, Juan Thornhill picking Tom Brady, and there's no offside penalty this time. Chiefs win Super Bowl 55, and we do it all over again. All right, shop, we'll get after it. Thanks to Anna Tobkin, too, who's putting all this together for us. Behind the scenes, you don't see her, but she's as key as any human on the planet right now. Join us all week long on our Chiefs YouTube channel and other social platforms, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, here we go. It's time to run it back. Thanks for listening to the Chiefs' official podcast network. Ten, five, touchdown! Lock it down! And the celebration begins at Arrowhead.